0: I vacuumed and then the, the Roomba. We've got a Roomba. We actually don't have a vacuum anymore because it broke. So our Roombas are sort of savior. So you and just so grab
1: the Roomba and you kind of rub it on the floor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> F- D-
0: shenanigans.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 241 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm
0: the games programmer. I'm Adam and I am. I'm Sam and I am the artist. <laughs> Sam, I am. Yep. This is a show where we talk about
1: life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is January the 13th. 20 twenty-blendy.
0: Very well, spooky. The whole Monday, Monday the 13th. 13th. Monday it's 13th. also mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. And now we have to, t- now we have to change all of our security questions. <laughs> Ask about our mom's, mom's birthday. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. You just, think we're all giving fake answers. Yep.
1: yep. Deal with it. Yep. That's right. Uh, we don't, Also, we have a warning. There's going to be Profanity on this uh, podcast. So, you know, just, that's going to be fun. So just enjoy that. That's coming. It's coming your way. Uh, we'd also like to thank our recurring supporters over at money Thank you all very
0: much for helping us keep our mics on. Maybe instead of making it a warning, what's like, what's the opposite of a warning? Something to be pumped about, you know, cause we're like warning. Oh, great no. news. Exactly. So we've, got, <laughs>
1: we've got a boatload
0: of swears. Breaking news. Of
1: now we need to talk about, some stuff.
0: There's a lot going on. Uh,
1: it's actually been a week and a half since S- we recorded last, and mm-hmm. it feels right. like it's been eight years. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot has happened.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's start with the basics. Let's talk about life. Sam, you got a
0: something. I got a something. So, you know, I was, was just wondering um, <laughs> about <laughs> like why that. it's just kind of hard for me to do stuff sometimes. And what I mean by that is you know, I think our listeners have heard us talk in the podcast about all the various systems we developed to assist us in getting work done, uh, but also in, in getting to the point where you can get the work done.
1: And I think um, you in particular, you're always reading these books, trying to figure out like how to yeah, focus I'm, better. How exactly. do- i you
0: very intense on the sub productivity angle? Um, and having some conversations with some lovely people in my life, I realized, uh, that
1: I probably have ADD. Okay. Right. Cause maybe you take one further step back and be like, why do I need to read every book that exists yes. on how to focus and get things mm-hmm. done?
0: and so uh I started there with just this sort of like huh uh this is prompted by like i said a, a close a close friend and um i then took the w h o the world health organization has a little screener for a d d and i was very very much on the spectrum in all categories and um and I was like, "Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what this means because this is just me. So I'm not exactly. I thought this was just how people are. I don't understand." And so it was
1: like Adam's uh aphantasia.
0: Yep, mm-hmm, Yeah. Yeah. So I took. I went home uh, to my wife, and I was like, "Hey, can we do, can we do the screener together? Because I want I want to know what your answers are because you're very different than me." Um. And uh, and so we sat down. We went through it, and her answers were indeed basically the opposite of all mm-hmm. of mine
1: and I in I terms like, of how
0: she experiences the world. Yes. And- Questions like, uh, you know, when you're. When you're wrapping up a project and you're onto that stage of just doing all the final details and all the big interesting things are gone, um, do you have trouble focusing on that? And I'm like, Yeah, I hate it. I hate every second of it. And Diana's like, I love that part. I get to. Wrap the part. <laughs> I was like, What? Um, you know, stuff like that. And so I hate that part too. Even stuff like uh, you know, do you when you're having a conversation with someone, do you finish their sentences? Which our listeners will know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Rarely, but from yeah. time to time. From time. And so yeah. So, <laughs> So from those two things, I was like, "Huh, maybe this is a thing for me, um, and it would explain a lot, frankly." Um, because I've always, uh, I think, while while I managed to get a lot done, um, when I look at how Adam and Seth here get stuff done, um, they always seem to somehow just be having a, a better time while doing it, or like a, I don't know if it was an easier time. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I was always kind of like, "How come I can't get there?" Basically. I was thinking about all this too. Is that there's a lot of invisibility, you know? Mm-hmm. So because also people from the outside looking at you doing stuff, they'll be like, "Why is it so easy for him to get stuff?" Exactly, to- <laughs> yeah. uh, and it's because this, this is kind of the one of the bummers about mental health in general, right? Which is that uh, you only have
1: your own experience. You only have your own
0: experience, and and then you mask your experience to to fit into the world as it is, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how compatible or incompatible it is with how your brain works. And so that means that people from the outside then. Have no idea what it is that you're dealing with to make yourself, like, able to go work out in the it's world. It's the whole, right? like, a duck paddling on on the water thing, right? Like, the duck looks like it's just just scooting along, along, but those feet are just flailing down there. <laughs> like, like, Look so at the duck, just cr- smooth Yes. Yeah. 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 So I actually went and uh, got I got diagnosed, got checked out on Thursday of last week. And, and the doctor was like, yeah. Yeah, literally for, yeah. like, five minutes, like, until he made up his mind. And he was like, yeah yes you got, this. <laughs> you got this buddy we need to get you on something yeah it wasn't one of those cases where you're like okay well you know maybe like we could see kind of both yeah ways. we don't need so to that, do further testing yeah. this is a open and shut case um yeah so, so basically you open the door you walked in
1: and you're like hey i'm saying he's like okay hold on right there <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you on something it. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah, so it was just a couple of minutes in before he could tell what was going on um and it was a fascinating conversation because, again, this is sort of the first time – I've had – I have friends who have ADD or ADHD, but I haven't um, – I've talked to them about it. But, of course, it, comes, it has a very different angle when you're the one who's trying to figure out parts of it, right? Um, and so it was a fascinating conversation with him and then just a lot of this sort of self-discovery stuff over the last basically week now. And, yeah, I got put on some meds. So I'm taking some ADHD drugs. So well, let's talk about it. How's and, it going? Well, it's interesting. So for, uh, the last Friday was the first day I took it. And basically the, the way I can – a number of just interesting things have happened that are – they are out of how it usually works for me. So the first one was on Friday, the first day of taking meds. Uh, it basically ended up where at the end of the day, usually I'm tired because I've been doing a bunch of stuff. But I realized that it's not the doing of the stuff. It's actually the managing the between part, between doing two different things. Right? Move yourself from finishing up one task to jumping on to the next one. Um, actually – Actually, that's always the place where I have to expend a critical amount of energy to make sure I get to the next thing, and that's where I would get derailed. So uh, I've done everything on my computer. From my, I block all the websites, like literally just all of them, um, while I'm sort of in work mode. Because literally, what happens right after finishing a task, if the next task is kind of big, um, then I'll go you and try wander to. Yeah, I'll <laughs> go wander off, and so I have to block it. So I wander off. I still wander off, but then I can't go anywhere. I sort of cage myself in, and then I'm like, okay. So didn't even do any of that didn't you do just, anything. just did no, you you just, just did the next thing and the result then was that at the end of the workday it's almost like that all of the energy put into all those small spaces to join all the tasks together um was just sort of left over so yeah i went home and i was just like just fine super peppy very, you know, mm-hmm. ready to do some stuff my wife was like oh, i kind of want to take down this christmas tree and that's usually exactly the sort of thing that at 7:30 you're like i got nothing left in the yeah, tank. I'd be like yeah, no take a, that take it <laughs> and i was just like yeah Let's do it. And so we took out the tree and then I vacuumed. And then the, the Roomba, we've got a Roomba. We actually don't have a vacuum anymore because it broke. So our Roombas are sort of savior. So you and just so grab the Roomba and you kind of rub you it. it out like where you want. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so the, Roomba, the Roomba just started trying to work and it wasn't working. Like it wasn't sucking up anything. And I was like, what? So I flipped it over just hideously full of normally. Mm-hmm. So my would, wife's This hair. would be the
1: scenario where you're like, this Roomba isn't
0: working. Fuck. And then you just go
1: do That's something else. Yeah.
0: Or if I flipped it over, I'd be like, I cannot do. I can't tackle this right now. It's like 830 now. No, I spent 40 minutes <laughs> cleaning out a Roomba <laughs> and I was having just, a great time. Because it was fun. Well, I had could, the energy left to do it, right? Yeah. And so um, so that happened. And then a couple of these other just like little weird things um, that I normally wouldn't attribute. So even as far as uh, yesterday, I was heading over to make bagels, bake bagels with, uh, with our bomb. And as I'm driving over there, I realized that I have forgotten the sesame seeds. Critical, right? To sprinkle on top of bagels. Shit. Normally, this is exa- – and I'm like a block away. Okay, so normally this is exact sort of thing where I'm like, as you guys far. know, I've uh-huh. gone too far. I must continue. Yeah, there's yeah. there's no th- no problem big enough, nor distance small enough mm-hmm. that for you to turn around. <laughs> for <laughs> you <laughs> would be to not turn around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I turned around. And then and afterwards, just, I was like, what was that about?
1: <laughs> so you were just, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I need sesame seeds. And then you just I went, like, I I went and got just them. And got was, them. And it
0: wasn't a big deal. And then later that day, I was in the uh, I was at Walgreens, and I'd gone specifically just to get. uh like a little uh, something medicine from the house or something. One one thing. And then while I was there, I actually remembered that Diana had asked me to get something else, which usually I just go in, get the thing I was tra- – yep. I originally went to get and then leave and then remember it when I get home and then feel bad about
1: be it. You're like, hey, that thing I asked for, you're like, what?
0: Oh, shit. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it did yeah. happen. And so it's just – it's all these little tiny things. Yeah. Um, And it's just very fascinating. I just have – it's been saying that word a lot, I feel like, the last couple of days because – Well, I'm it just, is. It's it very strange. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, it just sort it of has your insomnia going. Is that? Uh, yeah. So that was really bad on Friday night, like partially because I was also just so jazzed about Well Well, as a, as a note
1: that you normally don't have insomnia. Correct. It, you know, yeah. And then now because, of course, these meds change how your brain works. It's and, speed. And to, and brain. It speed. Let's be it overcorrects when it comes back down
0: yeah. or whatever. And so, yeah, there's, there's a bunch going on there. Um, but I think part of it was like, you know, I drink coffee like normal on Friday. Ah, yeah, 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 and you apparently it's like, stop doing that. And it like it sort of overamps yeah, yeah, yeah. if you have coffee on. Yep. So actually, I have only been having tea today. Yeah. I feel completely different than on Friday. Friday was a <laughs> um, yeah, no. you double dosed. So I think I could probably actually go to bed tonight, which is good. Yeah. Um. And so it's sort of figuring this stuff out. So yeah, it's been a, it was it's been interesting. It's one of those things where getting the diagnosis. Um, it's a really I just I left the office, so I came back for the office and worked for another hour or two, and then actually left early because it's it's one of those things that's. It was good. It's all good, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I think whenever you get a diagnosis, uh, especially for mental health stuff, it literally is. It's only good in terms of like future trajectory, right? Well, it, it's good in the sense that you know what you can. Yeah, do. because yes. well, because nothing has changed. There's There's change. right? The, the diagnosis didn't cause you to be the way that Correct. you are, right? You now have a, you now have a name for the thing, so yep. you can now go do some research to better understand, like. What, what is? This? How do other people experience the world differently from you, and and how can you now kind of manage that fact? Right, yeah. you can now actually go prepare yourself with tools, and and of course not everything is is drug treatable, right? Yes, and and some things aren't treatable by by behavior or anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so in that case,
1: the diagnosis is neutral because you're like, I mean, I know this now, but it kind of
0: yeah, it, but
1: but it's still I think it's, it's still it's, better. It's, I think know. it's still
0: better to know in the yeah, sense that sure
1: you can maybe try to figure out ways you can. uh Oh, structure it, things to it takes yeah. a lot of
0: the self blame out. Is actually what it actually yeah exactly that's the big part. You know right? what I mean? Where you are like literally my my brain functions very differently. <laughs> so yeah. So beating myself up about this is doesn't make any doesn't sense. Make, literally makes no sense. Um, but there is also this. So there is that's what simultaneously like very optimistic and, and and good part to it. But there is also that sort of weird like it's just sort of a it's a moment of reflection, right? Where you have to kind of if you are like oh shit. Like, I mean one this explains a bunch of stuff, and then two there is this weird sense of of like. Uh, it's that idea of, like, if you had figured this out earlier. Oh, yeah. And that's the – because I'm 30. I just turned yeah. 30. <laughs> yeah. Getting diagnosed with ADD at age 30. Um, there's a lot of years back there. Well, and it's so, and it's
1: so obvious in retrospect. Yeah, like, yes. once you know and you're back like, fuck. Like, yes. Oh, there's <laughs> so many uh, things
0: that that point to it. Yeah, so there's this weird – there's almost this weird uh, bit of, I think, grief almost. Like, where you have to kind of – you have to – you have to be very forward-looking. Yeah, well, there's yeah. this life that you didn't get to live in some senses, right, because you weren't aware of this thing. And so on the um, other hand, you got to live the life that you did because – you. you know, yeah, you know, it's, so, it's, like, it's not like I've been having a bad time. Yeah, yeah, but it's, one, so of the, happy, it's but, one of those things that that always whenever you learn something new, either about yourself yes. or just about the world or whatever, um, that whole like in retrospect being horrified yeah. thing, right? Because um, we're, I mean, we're constantly learning things that we – about – Ourselves and society, like, and how mm-hmm. how we can be better people, and therefore how we were worse people, you know. And yeah, so that's a bummer. So, well, in the fact yeah, that it's, to a, it's, back, it's a huge like, oh, bummer, <laughs> and, and so for all this kind of stuff, you have to be able to to you know kind of accept how things were and how you got to where yeah. you are, and, and focus on the fact that now you can you have sort of a new set of tools that you can go out in the world and be. Yeah. The version of you that you want to be, right, yeah, moving Well, you moving guys actually like, that sort of – that phrasing is actually where I've kind of landed on it, which is it just sort of – it assists me in in being that, which, which is, is it's the person who I on some days was by using all these systems and always was trying to be. Um, it's just much easier to actually be that person at yeah. the end of the day. Um, so, yeah, that was – that's been – Yeah, so, so weird, instead of spending all day
1: every day trying to continuously build and maintain various – tools and systems and structures that keep you doing the most, thing, like somewhat on track.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Now you, you can just be on track yeah. and not spend all that extra energy with all. The yeah. And staff. things like
0: I still, I still, of course, you know, I plan my days. Like I'm still doing all this. Well, those things for, are too, helpful. So they're but, very helpful. I mean, the systems can, are enormously helpful. Yeah. Right? And, and it's going to be, it's one of those things too, that, that for, for certain kinds of, 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 uh, of spectrum yeah, disorder. I don't feel like is the right word, but you mm-hmm. know, but spectrum things, right? Because basically every property that we have as people is on a spectrum yeah, relative right. to where other right. people are. Right? Your height,
1: your strength, yeah, your, just just all of it. Whatever. Um, it is.
0: How, your political alignments. You know, just like every, right. everything's on a, on a spectrum. And so this is is just one of those things. Um, actually, oh where's it going with that? I don't know, uh, man. I remember I was going. It was going to be something very profound. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of which. Like just so you know, you're missing out. Speaking about. of which, so I mean,
1: Sam's revelation in this. When we were talking about the the indicators, mm-hmm. um, I, of course, started reflecting on my own experiences. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh.
0: No. well, it's, it's one of those things <laughs> that's why I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Because it's one of yeah. those things that, um, and the only reason I'm talking about it is because this this close friend basically said, talked about her experience with it to me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so it's one of those things. The reason I want to talk about it on the podcast is because understanding that it's a thing, you know, yeah. And that. Because it, it is hugely underdiagnosed
1: especially in adults yes. and especially in women it's, yes. it's oftentimes thought of as like a disease that little boys have yeah
0: yeah. and so just going and taking that WHO the WHO adult screener 18 questionnaire um, like you, you could do it in five minutes yeah uh, and just like Is make this? sure you don't don't you have to be careful with all those tests to not accidentally cheat in the sense that because it tells you exactly how to take it to not cheat it tells you like yeah what to look at on the like? Don't like read everything in advance like that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Just like just go right to the questions, and they tell you that because it gets really easy. Because like if you're looking at the screener, it shows you like there's gray boxes and Unless It shows boxes, you where right? you're on the spectrum now. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so if so you try trying not gonna, to be, if you're trying to be or trying right, not to right. be, right? Then in both cases, you're going to kind of bias yourself. Sure. Yeah. So the best way to take it would be to have somebody else read the questions yeah. to you, and then and you do want it that way. yeah, and take it honestly. Yeah, you know. So, all, well, the thing so, is, it's, it's as honest as you can, you know, because yeah. it is that's the problem with. Anytime you know too much, you can't do a thing in an unbiased way. You can't unknow yeah. it. Yeah, you can unknow so it. The, yeah, so her talking to me about this then led to me looking into it. And then me getting diagnosed, now Adam and Seth both have also looked into it. As well, as actually, a couple of our, my other friends and stuff have looked mm-hmm. into it. Um, And yeah, you want to talk about what you found, sir? Yeah,
1: well, I, <laughs> I, I discovered that I'm on the high end <laughs> of it. Which uh, we should
0: say, to the surprise of no one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, But yeah, the the conversation... So I I called uh, our dad to chat about this mm-hmm. as well, and and uh, and he was like, "Well, what are you going to do, about it? I was like, "Well, that's a really good question mm-hmm. because um, because I on the one hand things are fine, mm-hmm. you know, like I get a lot of stuff done, and and uh, I feel good about where I'm at in like my achievements, and I feel like I'm moving in a good direction. But it's also the case that just like what you talk about, Sam is is I do that through tremendous effort mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. Uh, like every day is a is a constant battle to to keep building and maintaining and organizing these systems uh, just to just to get those things done right. and at the end of the day uh, when i when I go home, I have nothing like, I, like once I get out of those structures and into a more loose unstructured thing i 've got no energy left i can't do i can 't seem to like get anything out of that mm. time. Um, and I think, man, what if I was actually able – like over the past 10 years, what if I was actually <laughs> able to take yeah. those weekends and evenings and stuff and like turn them into something that I felt good about mm-hmm. um, instead of kind of slurbing through it yeah. and floating around aimlessly? Well, this, is
0: basically, this is always the question with these – because of the fact that all of these things are usually uh, on a spectrum, right? Is that you have to just answer the question of uh, is this – is this negatively impacting your life is, is basically what it's yeah. and, and the and problem is – It's can't, not an easy question. Yeah, you answered.
1: can't necessarily know because you've only had the life that you've had yes. and, and you've got you, – like as we always talk about how you can't get branch the universe, right? Like right. You, can't, you can't be like, ooh, let me revert back to my yeah, 20s. What would that have been like? Branch yeah. off, make this decision back then and see – and compare my lives. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, no, you've got what you've got and you only have the experiences that you have and since it's completely internal, there's mm-hmm. literally no way to know mm-hmm. unless you do –
0: Something different, yep. and then then combine. Well, then you, and then you combine that with with sort of the the bizarre ways that we've all been taught to think about some of these things you now. Because we have we know another person who is now retired, who in talking to people about potentially having ADHD, was just told, "You're retired. Who cares? You're retired. You don't like. You're not going to work. So what difference does it make, yeah. right? Which well, is
1: which isn't uh, uh, shouldn't be up to the doctor. No, like. no, it's absurd. As in, say so like, yeah, maybe you have this thing, but also I'm not going to help you treat it because I don't because think you have. I don't think you have a good reason to want to treat it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not, it it you're won't not increase working. your productivity yes, in right. the American yeah.
0: workforce. Yeah, what? Um, <laughs> and yeah, and, it, and it's something that you have to be they have to be careful about um, when you're finding physicians and getting involved with that kind of stuff. Is some people got bad ideas? Yeah, to make sure you don't that you know then don't go back to that person right. But yeah. make sure you don't. Uh, don't let that. Don't ingest that. Yeah. Don't ingest yeah. that. Don't yeah. don't let that that fuck with how you, how you actually see yourself. In the yeah. situation. I mean, for me, it was very clear. It's like it's it's not about the productivity. I feel like I've been able to get. No, I've been able about. to get enough done. The productivity clearly. is a symptom of a, of yeah, a bigger it's, problem. I just want to. It's it's about basically, like you said, feeling feeling better and having your having your life be in, feeling in control. Yeah. Essentially, basically, yeah, for me, yeah, because well, it, it impacts it impacts every social interaction you have. It, it impacts what you do at home. It impacts your. In particular, your closest relationships, um, especially mm-hmm. at home if you have a significant other. Well, it impacts because. everything
1: because it's you.
0: Yeah, yeah like exactly. It is
1: baked into the way that you mm-hmm. perceive and react to everything around you. Yep. you know. So 20
0: Blendy, change it up. I changed it up quite <laughs> 20 <really>. Blendy. <laughs> All right, now. What else we got?
1: Now, speaking of 20 Blendy, uh, oh, also, I have pneumonia. That's just yes, another thing. We that's found happening. out for
0: real. Seth is. Apparently, I've had pneumonia for four weeks, and that sucks. And, and it's. Probably the same one as this, the one that's happening in Asia, it sounds like. Yeah, and, uh, and
1: it, the symptoms appeared about a week after I got back from India. So I'm like, shit, patient zero <laughs> over here. But anyways, uh, that's fun. Uh, I'm managing to keep it down during the podcast. I'm, I'm getting a little slowly better. So yeah,
0: it's significantly better than I was plus, than last yeah. week.
1: Yep. Last week was just a phlegm f- fest.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's what they call
1: that. Yep, phlegm fest 2020. Um, all right, so we've got a, a bunch of studio news that uh, we got. So we got like 20 minutes to get through it. So we have time for questions. Go. So we will try to keep this high level. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So first, we brought on a new full-time QA tester. we Jordan. Is mm-hmm. uh, he was a local QA tester uh, part time. So he would come in while he was uh, finishing up his uh, his schooling, his college, and he was helping us test for Xbox and Switch and all that stuff. And because uh, we need to do those things here in in the yeah. studio. Um, and he did a great job. His feedback was on point, and he was very helpful, even in that limited, you know, few hours a week kind of capacity. And as we're approaching the full launch of Levelhead, we're like, we need more two hands and a mm. brain, yep. extra to make this thi- to really get this thing finished off. Um, so we brought him on, and so he's now starting to go through our uh, our training process and everything, and it's going great. Yep. Um, so welcome to the team, Jordan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be hearing more about his adventures pop into
0: the discord and introduce himself. I think this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, So just know that he's, he's in now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We also came up with a new concept in the studio. So we were talking about uh, doing our quarterly review and about the idea of wanting to try to more structurally reinforce the idea of our studio being a learning organization, Mm -hmm. learning organization, meaning there are, there are inbuilt ways that we, as a, as a, culture of people making stuff, uh, bring new ideas into the studio and do experiments and develop con- – Yeah, and continually improve the way that we think about our work and the world and production and everything. Um, so we looked at Google. They have a, they had a concept that people may have known about called their 20% philosophy or 20%, 20% time. Yeah. 20% time. And uh, th- this you would maybe hear about in like the early 2000s about Google's innovative culture with their 20 percent time the idea behind that was employees were encouraged and this is the key word: mm-hmm. employees were encouraged to spend 20 percent of their time working on completely new ideas that are that are unrelated to their normal day-to-day production so like stuff that is not slated on their normal task list that's not part of their teams it's come up with an not, idea
0: yeah not considered the highest priority item for the company right. at, at this moment
1: come up with an idea Prototype it, experiment with it. Once you get it to a point where you think it might be useful, pitch it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work, scrap it, start the next cool idea, right? Um, so we started reading about this and it turns out that it's not really as pie in the sky as it sounds. Yeah.
0: Well, the reason is because anything that your organization is doing uh, that is encouraged but not structurally reinforced is, is not going to happen. Not gonna happen. Uh, or' is simply going to just trumps it. exactly yeah. or we're simply going to create a scenario in which um basically your your people or people in your, in your organization cannot uh not disappoint management right because yeah. encouraging people to do stuff um only works only works at like very beautiful moments in your production line where we're like, oh yeah, we have a down week this week, everything's kind of chill, why don't you guys? Go do the thing. Right. Which mm-hmm. management often will view that as a problem. Yeah. Like why do we have downtime? Yep. Clearly
1: we don't have enough clients or we aren't doing this or that.
0: So we did um, some reading on it and it basically turns out that it yeah, it was it at Google it was actually more like 120% time that was the joke. So you do
1: you one hundred percent of your normal work hours, which is like 60 hours a week, goes into your high priority tasks yeah. that are required to move the company's goals forward. And then you stay over the weekend for the extra twenty yeah. percent, and mm-hmm. that's where you work on your own stuff. Um, so, again, no structure in place to mm-hmm. actually create the space for that 20% time. It was just – it was like mm-hmm. a wish. And yeah, well, so this is
0: basically how how we also treated things when we first started hiring people. Yes, was, 100%. Was we, it's we, actually how the studio ran. For we, encouraged how we, ran we encouraged We encouraged all kinds of things uh, but didn't Re-books. actually – Go take classes. Yeah. We, we didn't actually put structures in place to actually just make that happen. And as right. a consequence, it didn't happen. Yeah. Right. Which is exactly what you should expect yeah. because
1: <laughs> if you if – you, if you have a set of demands of what of what needs to happen, and then a set of things that you would like to happen, those things they will interrupt. not happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we decided uh, the needs to, always always win. Yeah, so with this, then with with the goal of the company becoming a more and more of a learning organization, um, we just had to ask the question: What structures do we have, and can we put in place to actually make that real? Because again, having the suggestion of it is one thing; um, having the structures in place where people can actually participate in that is a whole other. And so. Yeah we decided that Fridays, which is the end of the week anyways, you know what I mean? Whatever. Week's over. Week's over. Nothing's going to happen anyway. (laughs) Fridays are (laughs) blendy Fridays, as we call them. So basically what that is, is you just pick literally whatever you want um, that falls alongside basically three large categories. One is exploration. So if you're like, I want to go check out, uh, like last week, sure was working on virtualization machines for maybe doing some game pipe stuff, build machine stuff. Things you don't necessarily know a lot about, but maybe knowing it would be good. And also things
1: that that we don't really know necessarily whether it would move the company forward, but we have to look into
0: it. Yeah, like yeah, we have correct. to take the time be, to do the research It yeah. might It might
1: turn out to yeah, it be, might,
0: the, might be really important. Yeah, it yeah. might change everything. So that, that could even be reading a book. Maybe mm-hmm. you're like, Hey, I got this book on this new business practice or like whatever. And I want to just read it. Okay. Do it. Um, you, you got Friday for that. Yeah. So there's exploration and learning are sort of the two major ones. Um, and then basically process improvements that you can process improvements and production improvements. So and there's, and there's, and there's uh, there was another one which was things that you personally really want to accomplish that are on your to do list yes, that are but, not high priorities for the studio. So maybe there's an item for example, so like a fun thing that you want to add as a feature yeah, to some, yeah. So tool in my case, it's like has. literally anything that is visible on the website, like Rumpus Community Edition yeah, API, like any any of that stuff is not going to happen unless I do it on my on my Blendy right. Fridays. Yeah. So we we did all this, and then we also paired that with uh, what we call the Friday Town Hall. So. Uh, Everybody eats lunch together most days anyways. But on Friday, it's on purpose. Um, and the discussion is actually structured again. So basically what that is, is it's it's supposed to be an airing of grievances essentially. But there's everybody talking about what they're working on, um, any troubles they're having, that sort of thing. Uh, to bro- how, they, how
1: they felt about the week. And, yeah. So yeah. really
0: kind of – almost like a, it's a loose retrospective sort of a thing. Um, and then we take – everybody who's there then can take that information and roll it into – you know, the next week or improvements for yeah. later on. So, so we started the Blendy Friday. So I think we know. should also say we should contrast this to what we tried to do a couple of years ago with four-day work weeks. Yes. Where the idea there was like, you was we actually we were trying to make space for this. This was Actually, this was the, the purpose. As we, we made said, space and encouraged it. But we exactly did it right. in the wrong way. We, we made we said, space but no structure. Yeah. Right. Because right. right. we said like, okay, we'll, we'll make it a four-day work week and then that way people, on Fridays, people now have the freedom to kind of explore stuff, like figure things out, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but that was now outside of the office and it was like unrelated. Which means errands and chores and life kind yeah, of like, takes over. And which has, means that yeah. basically because there was no structure and it wasn't in the office anymore, then literally just nothing got – nothing actually happened. Like that time didn't go into those things on right. those days. Um, and so – which was for us – Which again –
1: should have expected, yeah we, were, <laughs> yeah. we were very frustrated
0: because the things we were encouraging were not happening. But that was again a structural problem that we basically built, right? But also, I, I mean, uh, we ourselves did far less on those Fridays yes. than yep. we than we would have. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a, it's kind of- it, the structure is required to make it actually. Yeah. So we had our first one on this past Friday. It was tons of fun. It's because yeah. it's one of those things where, um, and Adam talked about this when we come back for break, doing things that you don't have to do. It's just fun. Yeah,
1: you know, it's what you want to do to learn and yeah. explore and.
0: Um, so it, was, it was a really good time. There was a lot of just kind of collaboration happening in the office. Um, but this also pointed out a very ho- horrifying – I'll just say yeah. it. Horrifying production problem that the studio has. Yeah. So what we found was most uh, – almost everybody's
1: Blendy Friday goal was some kind of project that if, if they actually did that thing, would dramatically improve everybody's uh, day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. Right? So like – building some kind of automated tool to take some task that normally is really tedious and takes three hours a week or something like build a tool that would just do that on its own with no input. Mm -hmm. Um, Which means like every week that would save hours and hours of task switching and thought and whatever. And for some reason uh, we would, we all would perceive those things as like, well, that's just like a fun side project. So I'll do it on blendy Friday. Right. And so so hilariously, we planned on Blendy Friday. We start, and then we're like at, on Wednesday, we were looking ahead at what everybody had slated for Blendy Friday, which is all pro- dramatic production improvements. Yeah. And we were like, That's something is wrong. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why is it the case that we feel like taking the time out of, uh, of directly producing a thing with your hands to build a tool to dramatically speed up everything? Mm-hmm. Uh, why do we view that as a... Like it's not a priority. It's nice to have. Yeah, it's just like a nice to have mm-hmm. thing.
0: And we should say also, we had a long discussion about this because the more interesting part about this was that the, the real problem was that we had no institutional metrics for what was and was not worth investing time in for production improvements, right? Yeah. Because each one of us individually basically just had our own – Metric. Set of, and we also had our own like set of annoyances with our own processes, right, and most and of those weren't visible. Um, yeah, because part of the visibility problem is is so so. If like Seth's working on some game stuff, and he's really annoyed, he's annoyed at some like minor nuisance that happens every day or once a week or whatever. Uh, if, he doesn't bring it up because he has to now ask the question. Like either now, is I this have annoying? To, is this annoying enough to for me to spend time to do this, or for me to enlist someone else from the studio to fix this? And and if and then you start to think well I don't want to take somebody else's time because they've got important stuff going mm-hmm. on and so then basically you just keep putting up with it and nobody even nobody else even knows this is yeah. happening
1: now th- and it doesn't stop there because you'll put up with that then you'll put up with this other thing
0: and yeah. this other annoying thing
1: and the true problem here is that no if, if a production problem or annoyance is hitting one person it doesn't stop there no so a great example is the process we use to package up
0: Levelhead's campaign and get it uh, deployed into a patch. So this is uh, all the 85 or whatever levels that get basically downloaded into a file of some sort. Yeah, yeah, because they're all essentially stored on the web using mm-hmm. the same mechanism right. that like, player levels. So Sam is able
1: to to modify and manipulate campaign levels and the, and the overworld map and everything using tools that that I made inside of the game. Um and he can – and everything is modular. So every level can be edited on its own. The overall can be edited on its own. And it's only when we initiate this packing process that they all get bundled together for distribution. So that packing process has several manual steps to it, which means it doesn't take long. It's like 15 it minutes. Can. It's a uh, quick one. But it also means that in order to, to do that, I have to stop what I'm doing and purposely like cha- task switch over to it. Do it, verify it, and then like get the patch notes uh, migrated and stuff. And also Sam has to manually like hand me the patch notes and be like, here's what I changed, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, in this set of levels and or something. And then wait. And then – and that's the key mm-hmm. is that then Sam will, will change some stuff and because the process is manual for me, I do it infrequently. As, yes, as, infrequently, as, as infrequently as possible. Yeah, so Sam mm-hmm. could change some stuff in the campaign and then a week goes by or two weeks go by before finally – you know, enough things have changed mm-hmm. in the campaign that it's worth me taking the time to go pack it. And then you need to get a list from Sam of all the changes that he made so you can put them in the patch notes. Right. And so and so then that goes to the QA testers and then they'll test the changes and then they'll come back and be like, yeah, this level needs some fixing or like mm-hmm. this change. You said it was supposed to do this, but it didn't. Whatever it is. Uh, and then the whole cycle starts again. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later maybe the thing comes through. And so, so what you don't realize is like, OK, it's a small annoyance for me. And I'm over here kind of measure – like gauging and measuring like, is it annoying enough for me that I should – Well, and and meanwhile,
0: Sam's also been a little annoyed the whole time. Because now he has this really slow feedback loop. But also secretly. But also secretly he can't fully control the thing, right? Uh, Yeah. So now we have two people on the team who's – the thing that they're annoyed about impacts each other directly, actually, mm-hmm. and also the broader studio. And, and the players. Like, the players and aren't getting as high in. of quality things as in QA, And also, QA is actually more error-prone because it's likely that the information about what has changed is less and less accurate The more of a lag. There sometimes, is yeah. Them. Sometimes it has been so long yeah. that I've changed the same level three or four times. Yeah. But and all of those notes actually end up getting put in there. And so it's like, what is the what actual is the real? Real one? Yeah. state? Yeah.
1: yeah. And so – so the, the core there is is instead of doing what we would do in the past, which is we would like wait until something reached some critical threshold of being so annoying to literally everyone <laughs> that we can't help but like now it's on fire and we mm-hmm. have to put out the fire. Instead, basically saying no production problem is too small for us to bring up and at least have a discussion about. The implications and and whether or not we have mm-hmm. the resources to fix this thing, mm-hmm. um, and so we, we compared that to uh, to Toyota's Andon cord process, mm-hmm. which is it's basically they have these little cords on their production line, and if uh, if a defect comes down the conveyor belt uh, on or a car, anything
0: or, if anything's happening, if
1: yeah. anything is going wrong mm-hmm. with the way that things are being done, then any worker can just pull that cord, and they're Encouraged to and required to, and actually, like if they if something yeah you sp- do slip yeah it. if you find if if somebody higher up finds out that somebody knew about a production problem, no matter how small, and didn't notify people mm-hmm. of it, then that's a that's a huge deal, right? And so we kind of realized that like this is the approach we need to take is is uh, create a mechanism where any production problem gets gets the cord pulled and gets gets brought in front of the group. Uh, so we started doing that and already we've got like a slate of, of things that we need to take care of. Uh, yeah. And and of course, these things take time and it's front-loaded. Uh, but then everything else is so much
0: easier just yeah. forever, right? Mm-hmm. And so, A big part of what we're trying to do now, aside from just getting the game out, you know, which is coming up soon, um, is that we're trying to make sure that when the game is out, we can still live happy lives. Yeah, and, and, so and keep much working of on the
1: game and, and, yeah. and get stuff out faster than we are now yeah. even, you know. So – that's the goal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because things don't get easier at launch. No. They get harder, actually. They get way harder. By a lot. Yeah. Which means yeah. we need to get easier. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um,
1: so also in that, uh, we we have been updating our workflow management process, uh, which I don't know. Maybe we don't have enough time to cover.
0: Uh, also, we do, it's not settled, so I don't, don't know. Yeah, yeah, so – Maybe give it like a month and then we – We'll have some <laughs> things <laughs> to visit. say
1: about – Project management and work allocation, yeah. but
0: we've been we We've been like rethinking things. We're doing a bunch of experiments now. Yeah, um, I think I think we're a little ways out from settling. And I mean, we're never settled anyway, because otherwise, you know. Yeah. If if you ever think you were right in the past, you're wrong. You mm-hmm. know. So so keep on changing. But but we're in a particularly unsettled moment, I think, mm-hmm. for the next few weeks. I feel so unsettled right now. <laughs> it's <laughs> very
1: unsettling. <Yeah. laughs> um, also, Sam's going to dice. We know that now. Oh yeah, that's gonna happen. Of What's dice? DICE?
0: Dice is basically a big convention in uh, it's in Vegas actually. Yeah, um, in February every year. It stands it's for d- design, dice, design, uh, interaction. I, yeah, I oh up. yeah, create creativity. There's also a, there's also a studio called Dice, which always confused. So someone yeah. actually I met at Dice was from Dice, but the studio, mm-hmm. and he was like, I was like, oh, where are you working? He's like, oh, I'm, I'm do this at Dice. And I was like, oh, well, thanks for putting this on. And he he's looked like, at me super confused, and it wasn't. I was like two weeks later, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> so wait because Dice makes what do they make are they a, they make a, uh, I don't know they make it's one of the big ones yeah, it's like I don't know it was Doom I don't know. they did it's it's like some big, big shooter the more confusing thing
1: to me is why he was confused because <laughs> <laughs> right? he should have been like oh no yeah sorry that's not us this is different Well, was it other <laughs> no, which
0: is it's it's all uh C-suite people so part of mm. there's a bit of an air of like you should know you should
1: know who I, I am
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> Which, yeah, is kind of fair
0: to a degree. But again,
1: um, you don't, though. I don't. So, so you know, we, we actually, should, <laughs> you know, that's a um, wish. But I
0: found it, uh-huh. it's it's one of, it's the more, one of the, it's basically the most expensive conference we go to outside of GDC Uh we send some. Oh, the to, tickets are more expensive than GDC. Yeah. Um, but I found it to be, it's my, probably my favorite one of the year. Maybe, actually, PAX Dev is probably my favorite now. But, um. PAX Dev is a little more, I, I, I imagine a lot more chill than DICE in terms of. They're the, Actually, they're both very chill. Everyone's okay. just, like, hanging out. Yeah. Um and, but that's the whole point of it. It's just, it's just about uh, meeting with people, just kind of talking shop uh, and really high level stuff about like where the industry's going and that sort of thing. So, um, mainly for me, it's, it's for us, it's a, it's a way to keep us on the higher level radar of the whole rest of the industry. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I go every year. So I just go and chat with people, hang out. Um, it's not like a super stressful event or anything like that. And I get mm-hmm. to meet cool people. So.
1: You get to wear a cool suit.
0: I did. That was when we got nominated. Yeah, I wore my suit. Oh yeah. we were on the red carpet. That's where I met Jeff. Your Kaplan. shiny blue suit. Mm-hmm. Your fancy bespoke. Yeah. Hell Otherwise, yeah. I just wear butterscotch shirts. You know? yeah. yeah. Everyone's was, just chilling. That's so. fair. Yeah. I need to get a fancy bespoke suit at some point, but I think it's, I'd wear it like once every five years or something. So hard, hard to invest. Try to bust in that, it out, you know? like two or three times a year. Yeah. Just random things. I keep changing the shape of my body, which yeah, makes you do it, that a lot. Makes it hard <laughs> to get suits tailored. Like, like pretty I aggressively. A, I need a stretchy suit. Like a super suit. That's probably okay. <laughs> Get some Abercrombie jean fiber. You know what I mean? Just throw that stuff I on. I need a
1: suit that has like a little belt thingy inside of it that I can like tighten or loosen to change the, the waist The problem is shape. your arms. I need belts on my arms. arms are the ones <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones.
0: yeah, I'll be gaining or losing two inches on my arms Ugh. per well, year. I well, guess the thing too is, of course, yeah, because you, you don't want a baggy – because like a baggy suit is, the, is a bigger the problem than a tight suit. Yeah. You know? Which also isn't great, but a baggy suit like – because that's the one that makes you look – People do that with T-shirts. People yeah. do that with everything. Mm-hmm. That's the one that makes you look like you're unprofessional.
1: I think queer queer eye had the good uh, good advice on on shirts. What's that? They're talking about like the seam of your shoulder. You know, it should oh, be yeah. should be vertical. Yep, yep. It shouldn't. You should like the seam of your shoulder shouldn't be like at a forty five degree angle yep. and it's down, down your big. arm. Yep. It should be on your shoulder. That is correct. Almost as if, if you if you were a plastic doll and your, you arm, and your arm and your right arm off. could rotate. The seam Mm. would be where the where you would Uh think that Mm -hmm. that
0: that is. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. So
1: hey, hey, listeners, check out check out your shirts. If your seams are in the wrong spot, your shirt's too big. Mm -hmm. Get a different shirt. Get some smaller shirts. You'll look better and feel better too. Yes. I know. Last last piece of news: uh, Levelhead patch is coming out in a week from from the air date of this episode. and we are, we've are we got multi-select now up and running. In, we've got it in the hands of testers. Still has a few kinks to work out.
0: What do they got to say? What's the user so, review so far?
1: When we got the, the we got multi-select into the hands of our remote testers, uh, Caitlin was the first one to respond. And she just said, multi-select, I feel like a god. <laughs> <laughs> and then Brian comes in later and he says, listen, I don't think any – human should be allowed to have this much power. (laughs) So good reviews from the, from the QA team. Uh Uh, This is, you know, in retrospect, I think Adam said it best, which is once you have multi-select and then you look back, you realize the editor has just been broken (laughs) like without it uh, because it's so powerful. And and I, I, we even figured out things like uh, you can create like a template of like an interesting shape. Uh, mm-hmm. like a set of platforms or something you can grab that and then you can literally just just paste? randomly paste it around the level mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've got like an interesting platform yeah
0: left. so actually this is what we in, did like a minute yeah i made three little templates and then just sort of copy paste and slapped them together and yeah it was actually I like that you can now kind of have a palette right we're like yeah. up the yeah. top left of your of your level space you know have like these little things basically yeah so and, s- a-
1: and since you can change the level
0: size like you can yeah
1: you can just like stretch the top of the level and be like,', all right, this is my like painter's palette mm-hmm. make some configurations of interesting yeah. things and then just
0: slap them in yeah, there, you yeah. Know? so it oh this is a game changer yeah and i've I have a bunch of campaign levels to build, which I'm very excited about because now I can something keep in mind whenever someone complains in the chat about the can, about the editor is I'm like, I have made like almost ninety whatever yeah, ninety campaign, campaign levels. levels for you yeah. all. With the shittiest tools to start with. Yeah. And actually, actually what was it? 60, the tools that Sam Sam used are always worse than the tools that the community yep. is using. Because right. yep. he's building them while their tools are
1: don't exist or are still in development. <laughs> <Yes. Yep. laughs> um, and actually the sixty whatever campaign levels that shipped with the game yeah. were made before
0: there was undo. They were made before, before undo
1: undo before well, I guess a lot of players played before undo. But yeah, sure. before Pain Bucket, before undo, uh yeah, it was a nightmare. But you know it's nice again have a great time. It's just like we talked about. Like <laughs> well, yeah, if you've was, only experienced yeah. it one way, you've got no comparison. Right. But anymore.
0: yeah, but it was funny though hearing hearing that people being like just lamenting the absence of this feature, that feature, and the whole time we're just like, obviously it's fine. Like yeah, it would be better, mm-hmm. definitely, right? But but maybe it's fine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get it's mic, always it's back fine. in my day. It's yeah. both. It's both always fine and also could be better. Oh yeah, yeah, and forever. Which is I mean, that, that's the yeah, that's the push and pull that we have. Is is we can't just make the, the editor better forever because then we won't get the long. Because now we're game. just
1: now we're Adobe. We're making Photoshop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and there's right. a reason that yeah Photoshop is still changing every year. Yep. Because it could always be better. Because it could always be better a- after thirty whatever years.
0: <laughs> yeah, they still haven't quite nailed it yeah. the way that because you can't nail yep. it. Yep. So, so we're we're not going to do that. And so, the question we just have to have to answer is, you know, is is the next thing worth? Are the changes it provides with the development cost? I think the one thing there that's a clear yes is multi-select. Yeah. But the, at, but previously we didn't think that that was true, which is why we don't have it until now. And remember that as soon as we put this out, then the next, the very next uh, stream of of wants comes out. So in we'll the case be derived of, from multi-select. Yes. Yeah. So in the case of multi-select, it's actually being able to have a palette, yeah. right? Which is actually something we've talked about. Or being able to do things like. Like change properties all one go and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Right? Stuff, stuff that we're still not sure if it's going to make it into the mm-hmm. the original version of of select right,
1: Every this actually was a big conversation we had over Discord over the weekend was was like this this uh, the Newtonian physics of game features, which is like every action creates an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're looking through. We have like twenty eight Trello cards about boom boxes which were generated because we made boomboxes easier Better. to use. Yes. Yeah. So we thought like we're going to solve the problems with boomboxes once and for all. No. All we did was create <laughs> 28 new – not necessarily problems but requests and suggestions and ideas, right? Because uh, – it's, it's like up. that line,
0: even Bill Gates has money problems. Right. <laughs> just, he just has more of them. <laughs> yeah, he just has more of them and they are different kinds of problems, yeah. right? But yeah. It's, you can't solve your problems. You can only have different
1: right? ones. Yep. Um, and and – Wherever you wherever you focus your energy, you've now you've you've drawn attention to that thing, mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to get feedback on. So it really is that uh, that Jevons paradox of like by making a thing more efficient, people yeah. use it more, and mm-hmm. and you will actually not solve any specific uh, problems related to that
0: thing. You'll just shift to a different thing. Yeah, because people basically weren't using boom boxes because they, they were too annoying. They were too annoying. They weren't good, and so. There there were complaints about them, but they actually weren't very common because people were just sure. trying to use them, and be like, "Oh,
1: this sucks." And, they and now stop. they're good enough that people will use them enough that they're still equally annoying. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you thought my annoyance level <laughs> with boom boxes is a two, I'm just not going to use them that much. Right. No problem. Yep. Now it's down to a point two, but I'm going to use boom boxes ten times more. <laughs> still at a level of annoyance of two. So, anyways,
0: it's a that's a task. That's it's a fun. game developer. Yep.
1: Uh, anyways, all right. Well, so that's all the things we have going on in the studio. Just uh, a few things. Just a couple of uh, one or two things. So yeah, let's whatever. get on to some questions. These questions come for listeners over at podcast.beescotch.net. <laughs> go there. <laughs> <You should> just <laughs> take a
0: <laughs> shot of whiskey before <laughs> go. <laughs> listeners. I wish. Yeah, go, all right. go there. Ask some questions. Vote Vote on some things. I think we, there was some worry that we might be running a lot of questions, but the last time I looked, there were still a lot of questions. There but of still, questions. you should go ask more and mm-hmm. upvote things. Yeah. Podcast.beescotch.net. Be part of the community. Upvote, things. Ask questions.
1: First question comes from Mimibip Goerke, who says, Seth often talks about the WoW problem, where the more streamlined the game gets, the harder it is to connect with people. Do you see this problem happening in real life, and do you have any experiences? Yes. I've been joining a lot of events on meetup.com recently. I've noticed the more events there are, the less people care about connecting with others. There's so many other events that require no planning, you just need to click a button, so no one wants to put in the effort. Mm. We've talked about the the tender problem. Yeah. Which is if you wanted to meet someone for a relationship in the past, you would meet them mm-hmm. uh, at a place. Yeah. Like <laughs> you would be doing something in the well, same place as them.
0: Importantly, you're not just using a stats sheet to decide upon interacting with them at all. Right. Oftentimes you're just you are interacting by virtue of being in the same place yeah. by default and then Things may happen or not, right? Um, I mean, so I I, think- I've
1: seen I've seen people actually doing data aggregations on their own Tinder uh, like process, where they'd be like, "So over the course of a year, like <laughs> I swiped, was it right for yes, right, dates? Right to, right to like edge. I swiped right on like nine thousand four hundred and sixty-five people." Three thousand of them swiped right on me, and then of those, two hundred and eighty resulted in a date, and of those, this many resulted in a second. And I'm like,
0: what? Like, think when you say it this way. Like, but to me, this actually makes I don't know. I have exactly the opposite reaction to this, which to me, this is all great because it's really hard to meet people because of how many people you're exposed to Correct. under conditions in which it is appropriate for you to be like, I'm interested in you romantically. Right. Because, because okay. in the back in the day you were doing that shit at work. People still are. Cause yeah. you know, they don't understand boundaries, but <laughs> that was like, that was like the one place you could even do it. Cause that was the one place you had time to really, see people, it was right? anywhere. It was, it was only really yeah. anywhere. Yeah. And I actually like the idea of this, like the, this, the existence of this platform where its entire purpose is for people who have agreed ahead of time. This is for us to find romantic interest. Yeah. Right? No, that's that's true, but there's a there's an extra layer to
1: it, which is uh it's the Netflix homepage browsing situation, mm-hmm. which is like how so okay, so given that in some cultures an arranged marriage is totally legit and fine and you will marry somebody like the day you meet them. Mm-hmm. And that actually a lot of the time as in like most of the time
0: it's fine. Well, uh, well, but I want to walk that back mm-hmm. because you say it's fine, but these are also typically in cultures where divorce is basically against the rules. Yeah. That's right. also fair. Mm-hmm. That might be biasing. The, yeah. 100%. yeah. 100%. strong biases strongly because People the also say this about the US and people like marrying young and like back in the day, people would marry young and they would li- they would stay married until they were in their 80s. It's like, yeah, but they, was, they couldn't get a They divorced. couldn't get a divorce, yeah. you know. But they'd be disowned. Yeah. yeah. So – or, so was, or be, yeah, walk it back.
1: So but, I wanna walk that one back. Okay, that's that's fair. But that's I got a, that's <laughs> a fair point. <laughs> I get what you're saying. But the is... point, point being, yeah, that uh, that if you have the ability to access such an enormous an enormous sample size, and it's so easy to basically break things down into stats and stuff, uh, I think it's also very likely that you it becomes harder to commit. To any one person, because it's so easy to just swap them out with a different person the next day on you, a different
0: date. Are you referring to the Rick and Morty episode with the with the? Did you watch the latest uh-uh. season? Because this you're basically encapsulating perfectly. <laughs> this Rick did and Morty episode. already. I'll just oh, I'll, I'll very yes. quickly summarize. It. There's an alien who who he wants to develop Rick. He wants to develop an app. Rick, <laughs> Rick Rick has tattooed on this alien's forehead: "Do not develop my app." Mm. Um, and then, of <laughs> course. Shenanigans ensues and somebody goes to develop his app. And yeah. it's basically – it's effectively Tinder uh, but constructed in such a way that it's causing like everybody to like change love interests basically instantaneously, just constantly. Hmm. And it causes the entire world to descend into chaos. Right. So, <laughs> right.
1: Because, because you, you, I think there's a potential of a FOMO, the fear of missing out, of just like how you can look at the Netflix homepage and, and look at it for an hour – and, and, not and be like, anything. I don't think there's anything yeah. worth watching. When it's probably almost all worth watching in some degree or another because it's I curated. Probably not I would say though. it's probably That's, mostly yeah.
0: not worth watching. But it's – like if you just watched. picked know, a thing would, and watched it, it would probably be fine. I don't know, I've watched a handful of things where I, I quit 10 minutes in because I was like, this is not fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but, but, sure. but, but this whole fear of this out thing, uh, I don't think this is either exacerbated, exacerbated by nor a symptom of something like – that kind of breadth of access, because that's like the classic like trope about people freaking out about getting married in the first place, right? Is they're mm-hmm. like, is they like, but what if there was somebody else out there, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no.
1: That, so I, I guess my my bigger concern is one about stats-driven relationships. That's mm-hmm. the thing that that's the thing that that bothers me, uh, because I think so. In in the wow problem, there's a really s- simple comparison point, yeah. which is you got tanks, Year score, you got tanks, healers, and damage dealers. If you're a damage dealer, you cannot get invited to a group unless you have the best gear in the game because mm-hmm. there's so many damage dealers that people will just look at your gear, like which is just a number. Like If your gear is like 418, they'll be like, nah. And they'll just wait until somebody with 425 or 426. And they'll just keep waiting until they get the pinnacle best geared people and everybody else has to just kind of hang out mm-hmm. and you don't get to do stuff, right? So you, you can't participate. Uh, if you're a tank... Your gear could be garbage. There's so few tanks that they're just like, who gives a fuck? Like, we just need somebody.
0: So I think this is true. But there's a fascinating thing about this with, regard, with regards to dating, which is there are a variety of psychological studies that show that how people sort of self-rate themselves on a scale from like 1 to 10 is very close to the partners that they then seek out. Mm-hmm. So people actually self-match, right? So if you think you're like, I'm a 10 out of 10. But that's, that's, not, what the, that's just,
1: not what people do because people instead say, I refuse to look at somebody's profile if they're under six feet I mean, tall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. It's not about like level of, but to uh, me,
0: but be this. Is, this is a self selection thing because this is to me this is fine, right? Because like, if I'm in the dating pool and somebody would refuse to date me because I'm not six feet tall, why would I want to date that person? It's true. Like, this seems fine. It's it's a feed seems, forward. It seems yeah. it seems fine that that's happening. And also, Tinder isn't the thing allowing for that to happen because right. that would be happening if you met them in a bar too, right? right? Um, or except, anywhere. except they wouldn't know.
1: How tall you were. I mean, they don't know. Until like, there either, which like they could be up. like, oh, he's kind of tall, but they wouldn't know. They wouldn't know that you're a half an inch below six feet right. and therefore don't qualify.
0: I think <laughs> people who obsess about it are probably really good at judging height. That's probably true. Could but be. I think to, to speak to the whole like meetups thing. Um, so one thing I found fascinating about it was that because uh, I used to go to sort of a widespread of them, but not not any one of them super frequently. And what I found was actually if you if you pick one and go to that one frequently. If there's yeah. other people who are going to that one frequently, then you actually do over time develop more of that sort of uh, just like a friendliness or whatever else. But importantly also, if you meet someone at one of these events who you're like, I like this person, it would be fun to get coffee or something. Um, then that, like I, I view those meetups uh, like you know the, the rec league volleyball thing I've done, all these things as they're, they're – It's a starting point. It's a starting point. It's yeah. not actually supposed to be the social structure, and I think that's that's sort of the, the yeah, difficult. If you, if you use it as a social structure, it's it's destined to be a world of Warcraft. Yeah. Yes, because actually meeting people in those group contexts is fantastic, super efficient. Actually, it's, it's, yeah, it's the same thing as like Tinder. Like you don't date people on Tinder. Yeah, right. That's not how that works. Right. If you you use it to find people to yeah. maybe date. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so yeah, so when you go to these events or whatever else, and, and depending, I mean, there's there's a lot of dynamics there, which is sort of the, the difficult part, um, especially if the genders are different. Because, of course, it's usually confusing for people as to what's going on. Like, are, are you asking me to coffee because we had a good chat just now? Or is this like, are we dating? Right. What's the situation? Um, so I found it's easier with, for me, with, with my main sort of interest being making more man friends. It's very easy to just be like, yeah, hey, can I have your number so we can go to coffee sometime? Totally easy to do. Um, but it's not, it's, I don't do that on the other side of things. I, don't even, I actually don't quite know. How I would. How to navigate? I would be like, I like you as a person. Do you? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Without, but, any, without anybody getting it, we, weird yeah, ideas yeah. about it. Luckily, I have a ring on, so it's easier, but also well, not, but The yeah, problem is there are so many uh, unfaithful people. Yep, exactly. Like, like, it's yeah. not actually sufficient. Yeah. So, but it, I mean, it's one of those things where like, you just, if you show up to the same thing frequently, then you build those relationships over time. And then if you find someone who you like, then you have to, you do actually do that next step. And so I think the problem is not necessarily the slickness of these systems like Meetup, um, it's actually the, the, it's it's thinking that these are solving the problem because they're not. Again, there's moving the problem somewhere else. It's no longer hard to meet a bunch of people who have the same interests as you, which, by the way, used to be really fucking hard to yeah, do. And that was yeah. my point. It's like, yeah. it's like, this is why I think these things are amazing is because you actually get to really quickly filter down yeah. from a huge swath of people. You're like, these are my people. Cool. Yeah. And if and if you do a bad job of that, if, you, if you're if you just like, if you choose arbitrary, stupid metrics, yeah, you're going to have a bad dating experience. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. If, if your metric is somebody has to be six feet tall, uh, then yeah, that's going to be – that's going to be you. a problem, right? Um, but but as long as you use reasonable metrics to like refine – so you find people with similar interests and who you would get along with and whatever, right? Then now you all of a sudden get to ch- take what you would normally have as like the entire world of people you basically don't have access to at all and mm-hmm. you just meet people at random. Now you have the whole world of people but you actually get to access all of them and then like filter them down to the group that are somehow aligned with your interests or whatever. Mm-hmm. Find a physical space like via a meetup, right? A physical space where they're all going to be at yeah. the same time. It's cool. And then go to that space but where you're now expected just to, to just participate. Yeah. But then know. again, that's not the end of it. And no, I think no, that's, not that's the, the it. point. So It's, it's just changed where the selection process yes. is. Yes. And it's made it phenomenally easy to do. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's, it's probably the case that that
1: it is it is very easy for people to feel like that is the yes, end yeah. of it.
0: It feels like you're doing you're the doing work. You've done the work now. You've yeah. so done if, it now. You showed up. Yeah. So you're, you're done now. Yeah. I think that's where the mismatch is. It's still no, it's actually. Because the part that's hard, the part that's always been hard, is the part where you go talk to another human being, right? And, the other and part that's right? no harder than it ever yeah. was. And then getting there and being, and then expressing interest, yep. which is basically making yourself vulnerable to some degree, right? Yep. Be like, hey, would you like to get coffee sometime? Mm-hmm. Uh, saying that for some people is actually like very difficult, right? Because it's a, it's a moment of vulnerability. They could be like, no, yep. not interested. You which know. does that? How often does that really? If it's like happen? a, f- if it's a very clearly a friendship thing, it, yeah. Like if it, you're just like, hey, I don't yeah, know, do you want to just chat
1: over coffee? Yeah what you said was interesting. I want to talk about that more yeah. or
0: whatever. Or can I get your Instagram handle or something? Do you have an Instagram? Do you like, what do you post? Yeah. Like? What you, you if, know? if you're an Instagram user, if that's what you do. I like use Instagram that. just to follow tattoo artists, but yeah. I could also use it if I then met somebody else and I was like, Hey, do you insta? I only say that because I've gotten that question a weirdly high frequency in the last like two or three months. Yeah. Instead of a phone number people be like, well, what's your insta? I'm like, Me? it's also a safer way to, like, to, yeah. to interact with people. Cause yeah. Cause he, like, I wouldn't want to hand out my phone number to anybody, mm-hmm. you know? People uh, are going to use it to steal your shit. Or even just to call me, which I don't want people oh, to call Oh, yeah. What's, <laughs> what's that about, <laughs> Yeah. Phone calls. Millennials uh, don't call
1: people. That's a thing yep. that I've mm-hmm. learned. And also, I'm one of them. And I also hate when <laughs> yep. people call me. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. That's the worst. All right. Next question comes from Gabe. What talent slash ability do each of you have that might surprise us? Hmm. So it would have to be something that we somehow haven't covered in 241
0: (laughs) podcast episodes. That would also be surprising. That's got to be surprising. I have one that's maybe not a talent, which is well, I guess I have a tendency. I'll call it that. Mm -hmm. I love to try to throw things away from a distance. (laughs) It's not a talent. I'm not good at it, which is why (laughs) it's not a talent. But it is something I just do. I have
1: the ability to attempt to uh-huh. throw things away from a distance. <laughs> yeah, as I say, it's not it's a talent; impressive. it's a
0: tendency. But I think that's an easier one to think about. So um, I just love doing it. I don't know why. It's just like fun to try to make it to the trash can. And I don't know if it's because nine times out of ten I completely miss, even from you know two or three feet away, uh, and it becomes some act of comedy, basically. Yeah. But that's certainly a tendency I have that probably I don't think we've ever talked about. No one would know that I am always just trying to throw things away from a distance. Yep. That's true Doesn't, I always, doesn't, doesn't if,
1: like come across On the podcast no,
0: When no. I miss it I always pick up the trash By the way I'm not one of those people I'm not I'm one of Those people I'm not Those people yep. What about you Adam uh? I don't think I have And do you have a talent Or ability that
1: you haven't Brought up on the podcast in the Or path. even just have
0: any Talents and abilities You know I, can, I, I
1: think those things Are basically the same Because mm-hmm. yeah. a, a talent The thing that bothers me About this talent
0: phrase, phrasing The way people it's use like it You just have Yeah
1: you just have it Yeah
0: You know well, What do you have now I Adam mean, you could play ukulele I mean very poorly Never yeah, important now. You have the ability. I, was like, I used to be able to. Like, I, I used to sing a lot. Adam's got a beautiful voice, and I was, you know, I had vocal coaching in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm in an acapella
1: group in college.
0: Yeah, but it's been like a decade since I intentionally mm-hmm. sang besides just like singing along to you know musicals mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's like all of my currently all of my skill points are going into butterscotch stuff and into my relationship with my wife. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, yeah. Early on, I invested some of my talent points into uh, a couple of <laughs> different specs. Yeah. Uh, I played the valve trombone. Yeah. I played the
0: euphonium. I played yeah. the regular trombone.
1: Sam played the regular trombone. Right. I was in choir uh, and I did, mm-hmm. uh, I acted in plays.
0: I did that also. I acted. I always got in cast plays.
1: as a police officer or a soldier.
0: Don't really know. I think it was because it was expected that you had minimal, uh, sort of emotive. Yes. Movements. My commands were, well, like this. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I was, how I, I was speak. also always in minor roles. Um, no but I, did I, have really to, I did have
1: to die once and oh. I have a death scene, which was uh, was a lot for me to, to deal with. <laughs> the process, how <laughs> to, to deliver that. Yeah, uh-huh. A lot of screaming. They said I had to scream a lot. Well, I did.
0: It was something. It was
1: something. <laughs> uh, also, I was a uh, state-level swimmer in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I put some talent points oh, in yeah, there. That's true. I haven't really done that much since. I, I had re- no meaningful athletic skills.
0: You used to scoot all over
1: just could I also could ride a unicycle. Oh yeah,
0: you in a unicycle. That's, a good That's true. Yeah. Adam built a trebuchet once. Adam I built a trebuchet. Technically you're a medieval war engineer. We yeah. used that
1: <laughs> we used that to launch a, a milk jug full of dye to hit a snow
0: to yeah. the bank, just hit the pond so we could so see So we it. could
1: see where it hit and then try to figure out how far. We also it was. used
0: to throw uh uh flaming coconuts filled yep. with gasoline, Yeah, you? probably. Well, that's Super- how you. That's how you make them. Yeah, Who was supervising? Is that. my question. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was being supervised. I'm pretty sure mom. Well, good. At least I'm pretty sure so mom it. watched us launch flaming rockets. <laughs> yeah, I would. I'd would say I
1: used to have. Uh, I thought. I thought they were talents, but you know, as we now know. On account of the Dunning Kruger uh, curve. <laughs> yes. I had some loosely assembled mild abilities to perform a large number of things that most other people didn't do. That most other people didn't yeah. do, but I was really only like maybe a hundred hours at most into each of those things. <laughs> right. yeah. uh, so, like making movies and and music videos and stuff, oh, I, yeah. I did a lot of that. That's probably what I did the most in high school. Oh yeah,
0: a lot of, fil- <laughs> had lot had of a lot of film music videos. I yeah. tried to go.
1: To, I tried to go to film school. I couldn't get in. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: we've all been there.
1: Yeah. So uh I don't know, and maybe, maybe uh, I don't know. I think I've mentioned it a few times that I'm a chartered financial analyst, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I can say that. Like I passed the exam and everything, but then I didn't do anything. So I don't, I I'm you, not. i not think you could say that. I think you can say it. Man. I had the I have the charter mm-hmm. for being for the passing the test. Oh, like, Wait, why don't you
0: put comma CFA when you sign your?
1: They have a bunch of stuff. rules about like how you can do yeah. it and they'll revoke your
0: charter if you if you do it wrong. i'm actually oh. a, and i
1: don't really keep up with the rules either so i don't yeah. know whether i'm
0: doing it right <laughs> i was uh i was trained in college as a masseuse mm. <laughs> oh yeah so we did like a, and, you, a, and and a you cheerleader, a cheerleader. Yeah, i was a cheerleader yeah but we did a day-long training um and that was part of this team called the stress busters and they literally would just deploy us like in the library in the cafeteria whatever else around finals midterms time and it was five minute massages. So you would come in and like, you you'd be there for an hour. You would give like twelve. Well, the back to the dunning Kruger thing, you spent one day learning how to give massages. <laughs> but apparently, they were real good. It's but I think enough. It's, so it's the enough. thing is, the thing is, like any massage, giving is a, good a mediocre massage. massage isn't that hard. I remember my favorite part of the lesson was at the end. They were like, "Do not." Like people do this all the time. Do not at the conclusion of the massage, slap the person on the back and say, <laughs> "And say you're done." <laughs> They're like this. There is a whole, most horrible way to end a relaxing, <laughs> and relaxing, a big old slap on the back, yeah. and you're done. You know, no, yeah. cut that out. Just say, and you're done now. Time to move on. I mean, that's how.
1: Whenever I go to get a professional massage, I would get a good slap. <laughs> before, so I,
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: Maybe yeah. they just maybe they want you're not ready for that yet. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta be a licensed masseuse before true. you
0: can end the massage with a big back slap. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, but Sam is considering specking into baking, though. I'm I'm getting What's into his it. You got a KitchenAid, yeah. Aid yeah. Time I've been make- I've been dabbling, and with the KitchenAid, making these bagels. My God, I was like, I understand why people actually love baking now. Once you don't have to stir the damn thing forty before- <laughs> <laughs> by yeah. hand. Um, production improvements. Yeah, it's all about production. Yeah, Every, everything should just be fun, you yeah. know. That made it fun. Well that I mean that is that is really the
1: golden rule that we've really seized upon this past week, which is like everything you do should be fun to do. Yes. And if it's not fun, it's because you're fucking up something about how you're doing getting, how or you're a getting robot. There. Should be doing it. Yep. Or yeah, or it's or, or it actually does do. suck to do, it, in which case a robot should do it. Yeah. And then you can go back to having fun. Yeah. So again, yeah. you should be having fun. All right, we have we have time for one very quick final question, hmm. which is from Al Sastra. Ola. Let's La. ask some questions, programming questions. How many lines of code does Levelhead consist of? What do
0: you use for version control? Editor, dark, or light mode? Dark. Kind of thing. First answer, I don't know, a jillion. Second a jillion, answer. oh, lines of code? Lines about about 90,000. A jillion.
1: Yeah, I've used a, a close line of code pr- a processing mm. program to yeah. see. Second so,
0: answer. Git. Git. Third answer. Dark mode. Dark mode, what the hell? Yeah. Who was using light mode it's 2020. How, how can you even see? Protect your vision. Yeah, I will Protect say. Protect your vision. 20, that would have been a great tagline. Yeah. It's 2020. Protect it's your 2020. vision. Use dark Switch mode. to dark mode. Use dark mode. mode. <laughs> dark mode. <laughs> <laughs> get LASIK. Seth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seth.
1: Yeah. That's a production problem, too. It again. is.
0: It is a production problem. Now,
1: the great thing about <laughs> light mode, uh, I have to say, <laughs> yeah. is that you don't have to use it very long because you're blind <laughs> <laughs> after about a, yeah. a day.
0: So, I guess yeah. you can get a work, workers' comp claim. Yeah, the problem though is that now you're blind, which is a is a rough process. Uh, unimprovement. Yeah, that makes it harder to do uh, some things. Yeah. Uh, how many lines of code was Crash Science? Do you know? It I was don't know. Less. I never. It was also a jillion. but it was less. It
1: was probably more because but of all terrible. the dry violations.
0: <laughs> it was a, a weird thing. spaghetti mess. Yeah, the lines of code questions always odd because it it isn't. But really it's also mean, what's a line of code? That's exactly. Right? Right. It depends also on how because like. So some people like really vertical code where like their mm. every every left uh, curly brace is on its own line. For example, you know, I hate uh,
1: the I hate the format. I like the what is it called the Egyptian brackets? Is that what they call them? Yeah. Uh, because it looks like a hieroglyph of the the person. Like uh, the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, some people do the, the they're like do an if statement on one line, then the entire next line is a left
0: bracket. is a like curly bracket. Yeah. It's a waste of it's space. Like, what is happening? But hey, if you're trying to pad your line code numbers, code lines, codes of li- lines. But, uh, code. but here's the thing. But it's also, it's like, do empty lines count? Or or like in, in the case of, if you're using JavaScript because you can change stuff together, like a maniac, mm-hmm. and that's actually kind of part of how people code. Um, Then one, then now the question is like, what is the line, right? Because if you can keep on yeah. dotting and like calling new functions, really each one of those should probably be another line. And some people do break them out, but other people put like, it's on fun. one line, maybe 20 things have happened. It's, yeah, but it's, such, it's such an unusual metric because,
1: because... You should be looking at like what the program is. Yeah. Right? So like if you're looking at level head, uh, there's no way to know how many lines of code it should be. No. There's no way to know. And actually, you should be trying to have the
0: fewest lines possible exactly. to get the well, same outcome. Yeah.
1: You should, you should be – Trying to get the fewest possible. However, if you actually do start using that metric, then you end up with all this bullshit stuff yep. yeah. of packing things. Where now it's
0: unreadable. Yeah, so you can't use it to judge
1: anything. Yeah, no. But at, also, you can't all. use it
0: to to even measure output, right? Because now, now it's like now, if you want to, if you want to try to measure things like how much are your programmers programming, you're like, oh my let's, God. Well, let's you just could do see like non tech managers saying, yeah, like, oh, yeah. You're, only, you're only producing a hundred lines of code a day. Yeah. It's like
1: meanwhile, somebody else is making two lines of code today, but they're really fucking good. But even, lines. Like,
0: but even that, it's because like, like now, because now between Git commits, right? It's so like you make a bunch of changes, commit something, and then refactor a bunch of things. So like you delete the the code you just wrote. Did you, you make some new code? Did you remove some work? Right. No, because you, you work, added functionality you add and yeah. improved the the system. Mm. So does every deletion of a line also count as in the addition of a line from a productivity standpoint? Mm. You know? really, what it should be is how many changes have you you know pushed through? Mm. What's a change? Is it like a commit. You know, yeah, but now I can just commit more frequently. Yep, you should. <laughs> Small batch deployments, Adam. Get it together. Uh, that, there you go. Right. <laughs> it should be how many? How many commits have you deployed that are passing all tests? Oh, that's really the real. Mm. You know, but then, well, but my yeah. solution is stop testing. <laughs> I was gonna say I've never failed a test. Uh, how many tests have you added for new functionality that are also passed? <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm gonna test every line of code. Yep, I'm gonna go get my ray your unit tests. <laughs> this is The problem with being a game designer, yeah, actually, you see all the incentives right, everywhere. We're, yeah, we're doing as we're doing as, unit tests. Why aren't we doing line tests? i you know, test because unit tests is like okay, I got like a function. Let me test. How that, do you right? test? How do you how do you test a line? Test a line. Well, you got, well, you got to wrap
1: every line in a new set of lines. <laughs> yeah, and then you test the test. It gets a little
0: recursive. Okay, yeah, yeah. So again, It's some you're just testing tests.
1: I guess the broader point here is, once you measure something, you're doing it bad. Yeah, because you're you've picked something to game, mm-hmm.
0: some system yeah, to game. Measurements are always proxies for the truth. And the question is, what truth do you actually care about? You know? Yeah. And when, if you're making software, the truth is, how good is that software? Yep. And does it doesn't do what I
1: want. Yeah, I think Could. an interesting note is, for example, the multi-select for Levelhead. I think it added. Uh, it probably added like 150 lines of code because you refactored also the I, whole thing i rewrote like 3000 lines of code. yeah
0: uh-huh. <laughs> so
1: what does that mean that feature is not a quote 100 lines of code it's just like in there now it's mixed mm-hmm. in with the rest yep. of the lines what does it mean i don't know uh that's a good probably a good place to end yeah. yep that's the time we have for this week. We'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Coster for putting the podcast together. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the community, just go to podcast.beatscotch.net, where we have links to everything that you could possibly need. And then
0: rate. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Do, know, do those things. Mash that like button. Mash that like
1: button. Yeah. Get on the pod. Give, give us all the stars. The pod uh, bucket. Pod tube. Just yeah. whatever pod tube you're on. Just get on there. Put
0: the stars in there. Whatever you're doing right now, you're saying, like, okay, drive down the highway. Stop. Pull, Stop. Over. Pull over. Flip Open into that, the ditch. Flip into the ditch. Do, do it with style, Whilst obviously. Whilst
1: being suspended from your seat oh my God, in your upside amazing. down car, whip out your phone.
0: Give us five. Take, take, take a video <laughs> of this whole thing happening. Send us a tweet. Mm-hmm. Put it on Instagram. Put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. What's, can, your Insta? what's, what's your Instagram? your hand. What's, what's our Instagram? We have one. At Beats. No, we don't use that one. Don't look Jesus. at it. Don't look at it. <laughs> have, but Sam has an Instagram. I just started putting some stuff on there. What's it at? What's it at? Be Scotch Sam. Be Scotch Sam. Sam. Be underscore Sam. Is what what an underscore? Why probably, is there an underscore there? Probably probably I, know, have mail, underscore there. I also have an Instagram. Uh, pretty sure it's at Adam Coster. I've posted literally nothing, but so I do follow him if you want some great. If, you want some, if you want some good Zen-like content, Be Scotch yeah, underscore yeah. Sam. That's it. Be Scotch underscore. Why is it underscore Sam? there are some art pictures on there. I put on there You want week.
1: some? You want to see some cool art pictures? Go follow Sam. If you want a break from Instagram. Follow no, me. Just follow Adam. Hey, just I get, get a like nice. Also, I'm going to break from Twitter.
0: How many? I got 285 followers. Some kind of that kind of, kind of, kind of, of a, a big deal. Kind of a deal. Watch, Watch, out. Out. Watch out, world. So, here. You can time. also follow me on Twitter to also receive no tweets. Yeah. Same. So, the same. Best way is, to use so Twitter. That's, I'm at Costarad. So get, get at me.
1: Yep. My handle's uh, Seth Coster on Twitter. I haven't tweeted for several years. Yep. I think. Uh, so
0: if you're into that kind of thing, get out there. I just use the Beast Got shenanigans. As both work and my own personal thing to write stuff on, <laughs> which I don't actually write. About. <laughs> yeah, we're real Perfect. big. We're real big on social media. This is this is our social media. Yeah. So you know, again, rate review, uh, rate review, subscribe. let us up. Okay, to yeah. the podcast. Sam's tired. Right, let's get out of here. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.